To the Vibe Show podcast with your boy Kano the Don, and we got special guest in the building, extraordinaire, Mr. Dallas on my brother, big dog, Mr. Lawton. What's up with it, man? Man, what's going down, baby? What's going down? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> man, cooling Thanks on for it. having me on the show, man. Hey, man, look, it's an honor, man. I really appreciate you taking time, man, to come on the show, man. You know, you always. Got a million things going on, my brother, but I just appreciate this, man. You know it's all love, man. Oh, man, it ain't nothing, man. You know, anything for you, man. I'm going to take time out, do what I can, shit. Look, I wanted to ask you, bro. I wanted to ask you, dog. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really, um, a lot of people know how important you are to Dallas, man. As you can see, I'm diving right in. I ain't no sense of me playing no games with you, man. You know, you, you, I don't think people really realize like the impact that you've, you've had on the city, man, over, over the years and, and, and the things that you have done for the city and for a lot of artists out there in the game, man. Like, can you, can you like, like, matter of fact, take us, take us to the beginning. Can we go through the beginning, man? Like when you when you first really started getting in the game, like what you know, what motivated you and what inspired you to even want to even go into this line of work? Well, it was back in the day. This is this was like I say probably ninety four. I could say, uh, you know, uh, Fat Pat was pretty hot. You know, we really want to, you know, hearing too much. Of people from Dallas besides DLC, you know, we knew DLC was from Dallas. You know, uh, he was doing that time during the morning joint stuff, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that before he, you know, kind of just all the way went to uh, the West Coast and stuff. But uh, by I say up until about 94, uh, Red Rum, True Game, and uh, Quint Black and all them was doing their thing, you know, and uh, and Oak Cliff Assassin. And, um, it just took me by storm, you know. I'm like, okay, you know, we got Oak Cliff Assassin, Big Lurch, and people like that, you know, and I wanted to be a part of that. So it was just like, you know, uh, at that time, it was just me just rapping over other people's tracks, listening to, to their sound and how they put it together. And then what really just took me to that next level, was just, just to be honest, it wasn't really a nigga from Dallas. It was really 8-Ball, you know what I'm saying, and uh, Tony Draper. Oh, okay. You talking about A Ball from MJG? A Ball and uh, MJ from, um, from that? Yeah. Yeah, damn oh, wow. right. A Ball, MJG. Wow. Shout out to A Ball, MJG. Oh, yeah, man. You know, when I uh, when I kept hearing all his albums, he kept dropping because, you know, my uh, uncle, he was he was into music real heavily, man. He had everything you can think of. And then my auntie, she was into music real heavily, too. So she had everything from funk to soul to. You name it, anything to get that motherfucking flow hype, she had it. You know what I'm saying? So, so wait a minute. So, so basically, you 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 come from from a musical family, from what yeah, I'm hearing. 
yeah, I come from a musical family. You know, my uh, my uncle, my uh, my grandma and brother. You know, he had a studio. You know what I'm saying? When them old studio back in the day, where we had to cut the real, the real. You know what I'm saying? Splice and tape type shit. You know, and then you know, y'all bros, y'all bros and people stayed right behind me on more sailors. And you know, uh, it was just yeah, I had a musical background. But the only thing was, you know, my aunties and all them, they played in the church. They played organ. They played all that. But it like I had cousins that played guitar and all that. But when it came to me, they never let me touch it or they never gave me that chance to, you know, get that experience. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Why? I mean, why, why you think that was, though? Like, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. You know, back then, I don't think, you know, uh, as much as the family admired me, you know, I guess, you know, I don't know if they, my whole, cause my whole family admired me, but it was like, I guess they never knew what to, you know, put in my hand, you know what I'm saying? But I was always infatuated by music. Like when I used to see my cousin be in church and playing the guitar, I wanted to learn how to play the guitar or be on them drums or that organ. Right, right. Wow. So my around, that kind of like hummed, hummed your ears you know, to to kind of get those music notes down. So you 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 kind of got that at an early age. Yeah, I got it at an early age. I got it, I got it at an early age. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, like I say, I wanted that. That's what I wanted. You know, but I never had a chance to uh, really pick it up. You know, my auntie used to always tell me, "Well, you ain't got no rhythm," because you know, I used to always have a tambourine in church, but right. I always had my own beat. I always heard something different. When I heard the church go, I do my tambourines a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Wait a minute. Man. Wait, wait. Hold, hold, hold up a second. So you you mean to tell me Mr. Lawton played the tambourine? I ain't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing. Mean, come on, man. You know, you go to the Baptist church, you know, shit. Somebody leave that tambourine on that damn seat, and they're going to grab that hoe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got you got all the little shiny things on it, and you got, like, a little bass drum on it. So, you know, you hitting it, clapping it, and, you know what I'm saying, flipping it, you know, like the old lady used to do with that pop, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going hard with it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I, ain't, I ain't know that, bro. Yeah, man. So from from so from that point, it went to it went to what level then? It went to the level of really wanting musical stuff, like when Christmas or anything came around or whatever. You know, I, I give me a mic, give me a uh, you know what I'm saying, give me a drum set, you know, give me this, give me that. But you know, you know, you do the private, you know what I'm saying, shit. You know, we was we weren't fortunate enough, you know what I'm saying, but. Like I say, my tea lady did what she could, but like when it came to the music stuff, I never got got in that. So what took it to that next level was like um Triple Six Mafia. Uh I, I had went to uh this is when this is when if everybody know when CDs was hot, you know, CDs and records were still hot. You know what right. I'm saying? And tapes, CDs was just coming out. Tapes was really like the thing. Like you have a cassette tape, you know what I'm saying? And right. shit like that. So uh I had went You talking huh? about three you talking about three six mafia too, right? Yeah, I'm talking about three six mafia in the summer type shit that that motherfucking me first world domination type shit. Oh, wow. And uh 
I went, yeah, it was a classic. So I went and I seen it. Cause you know us back in the day, if your art cover was saying something, nigga, we knew you were jamming. You know what I'm saying? Just by your art cover. Right, right. So, so I got the triple six. I'm like, oh, these niggas on some other shit. You know, I got it. Went to the house, and my mama used to always let me, you know, keep her uh, her her system. You know what I'm saying? She always kept her uh, system in the house because she loved music. You know what I'm saying? So. I went to the house, put pop the tape in, man. I'm listening to the trip six, and I'm like, all oh, the beats were so crazy. The 808s, it was unheard of at that time. You know, the the snare patterns was just like it was just like okay, it was trap. It was trap music already back then, way before all it all it what these niggas doing now. That's what they were doing already back then. Right, right, got you. And got you. and I and that's when I started just taking. I, I learned how to really break that stereo down. And uh, record through that stereo, and that's when I—that's when I was like, okay, that's when I started just going on to the schools, rapping with uh, niggas, rapping with niggas, rapping against niggas, you know, doing rap battles, uh, catching the bus. This is when, when before the Dallas had the train going straight up through uh, Oak Cliff, uh, um, on Lancaster. You know what I'm saying? This is this one you can go straight across Lancaster with photo trains. This one, the train, they were just starting to build the trains. And, um, <clears throat> I mean, we meet niggas downtown, everything, man. You, I'm talking about, it was so many rappers, man. They had something though. I'm talking about niggas beating on their chest going. You just, that's just what it was. That's how it was growing up. You know what I'm saying? So you just had to hold your own. Wow. Wow. That's that a, was the next level. That's what kind of stuff. What kind of sparked it though? Mm-hmm. That's what sparked everything right there. Especially finding out how many other people was really into music. You know what I'm saying in Dallas because it seemed it seemed taboo that niggas rapped in Dallas at that time. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But so come to find out, it's a lot of people doing so much shit down here. Well, yeah, yeah, like like you said, like I mean, around that time too. I mean, you had a lot of you had a lot of a lot of a lot of big acts, you know, a lot of a lot of big acts, you know, out of out of Dallas back then too, you know, yeah. and now yeah. and, and and now, yeah. So yeah, okay. So when when did when did you? Heavy into like the studio and, 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 and wanting to go. Well, the studio what got heavy into the studio was, uh, I gotta say my partner Mello from Bat Baton Rouge, you know what I'm saying? We call, we used to call a nigga BG cause he looked so much like BG and he yeah. sounded like BG, you know, uh, that he, he was serious about that. You know, I'm gonna say, you know, he was really, he was the first nigga I knew that was talking about, or well, matter of fact, not talking about, had an ass cap. Oh wow! And we back was in, and we and, and we was in and we was in high school. Back then, wow. Yeah, we was in high school. I ain't have a clue about ass cap or none of that. Man, niggas and niggas didn't know shit. You know what I'm saying? And this nigga, he knew. You know what I'm saying? He knew, you know what I'm saying? Because he came from a musical background from, you know, Baton Rouge, you know what I'm saying? LSU, you know what I'm saying? Type shit, you know. Uh, he was he was real he was real big into that, you know what I'm saying? And his mom from Alaska, but, you know, 
Shout out to uh, uh, Melo, a.k.a. BG, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, Relax and Stack Records, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that was my, you know, uh, my, my really my, my I, I got to say second, but I got to really say first serious rap partner, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so did he, so did he put, did he have any music out or, or like he, I mean, nah, 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 he didn't have nothing now, man. He, uh, it was just that, you know, back then we used to have like tape recorders and shit like that. So we dub beats over, you know, take other tracks, you know, and, you know, loop them to where we have enough of uh, enough of the beat, you know what I'm saying? And put them on that, on them tape recorders and then shit, then get another tape recorder so you can record the vocals in, you know, you got the track in the back and shit, man, you know, you make it do what it do. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, you just make it do what it do. So, you know, um, nah, we didn't have nothing serious until, till, you know, I, I uh, stepped across this dude named Mo Dirt. Mo Dirt had a studio in his garage and shit, but he had the real dead holy shit. You know, SP-1200, this nigga had, you know, the uh, the uh, the uh, A-track mixer, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it ain't, ain't too many. It ain't none of that shit y'all do today, how y'all can just lay as many vocals y'all want, nigga. You got the double-track beat. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? You got like two tracks for your vocal or you know what I'm saying, you know, that's probably it. You know what I'm saying? You hope you lucky if you get that two track for your vocal. Right, right, for real. For real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that was. And I was seeing how them how he was in there pressing buttons and how he was how he was making his own beats and, and then his his sound was good too. So, you know, it was just like, okay. And then it was like he kind of had me hooked. So that's when I really took it seriously more than Mellow because at that time, you know, I was going to the studio and I was dropping stuff heavily in the studio already before Mellow and all that stuff like that, you know. And after we did stuff like that, we'll go back to Mellow House or uh, or shout out to, it, you know, his brother-in-law, Flame, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> we'll go to this house and we chop it up, you know what I'm saying? And he was so infatuated with you know, the hot boys, you know what I'm saying? And uh at that time and I was more infatuated, you know, Pimp C and uh and you know Master P and things like that and some more niggas from Dallas. Um that was around the time that that that, that wave was jumping off, like the uh like the P and 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 the hot boys and all right, that. Right actually right, actually right. Right really Really, it was it was really Master P wave. Really, to be honest with you, uh, it was BG who kind of crept up right behind it. But see, Melo, he was already on that shit because he was from Baton Rouge, so it was old to him. Right. Okay, I got you. I got you. You feel what I'm saying? That shit was already that shit was already old to that nigga. He was already on that shit. You know what I'm saying? We were just now, you know what I'm saying? Dallas catching up to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Niggas was still. You know, stuck on, you know, uh, BG, I be thugging, it ain't no secret, I run game, so when it's ran on me, I can peep it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That type, you know, <laughs> so, um, uh, it, it was just like, uh, we broke, I kind of broke him from that, like, man, let's go to the studio and stuff like that. He had a partner named Colin. And, and he- Colin had an uncle. That was with Death Row Records, named um, Tilo. What's his name? Uh, his name Tilo. Tilo. Okay, got you, got you. And Tilo, he was with, uh, like I say, um, 
Death Row, he did a couple of stuff like that. He had his own stuff called New Game. He was also working with this artist called Uptight. And uh and he also had two of my um two of my pot look these two little boys that we used to mess with on the block, you know what I'm saying, that we kind of raised and everything like that. Uh that was Gambino, you know what I'm saying, and uh and Fat Cat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right now they got they they shit. They got the uh the big nigga shit they doing right now. And uh, but we all collective the boy Peasy. You know what I'm saying? They call him uh they call him Clev. You know, Big Clev. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Big Clev out there. You know what I'm saying? But we all had a little thing going on. Mellow homeboys uh Colin introduced us to his uncle. He introduced Mellow first, but his shit was on another level, though. His shit was industry ready, everything. And nigga already had a tape, you know what I'm saying, printed up, you know what I'm saying, the barcode. He was telling then. So when he first met me, you know, because, you know, first Mellow and them, you know what I'm saying, they didn't really, they were like, yeah, that nigga don't want nobody coming over his house type shit, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You know, so, you know, we, we, you know, we played it, you know what I'm saying, we played it raw. You know what I'm saying? Play how the street goes. But I'm like, nigga, I, you know, I was really hungry at that time doing that music because you got to realize, you know, at that time, me and Melo, we, we, you know, we got CD players to where we got the PlayStation generator making beats on that motherfucker, hooking that hole up to a CD player with a, a microphone hanging from the ceiling with a um, with a boom box to record what we doing straight to the CD oh, at the oh, same oh, time while we got a beat playing in the background. You went way over my head, bro. You, you, I know you didn't just say a PlayStation. Yeah. You did. What was PlayStation? PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1 came out with a thing called Beat Generator. So me and my my boy found out a way how to hook the PlayStation up to the the receiver of a CD player. You know them CD players your mama used to have back in the day that came with the whole CD player, the tape deck and the EQ and all that? Yeah. Okay, we found out a way how to hook that bitch to the CD player from the boom or uh, with the boom box playing the beat from I mean uh, why it's playing the beat at the same time recording it to a CD player with a microphone hooked up hanging from the ceiling. So we figured that shit out and then shit happened. But, but the only thing, huh? That was recorded like that. We recorded like that, but the only thing was though, the beats played the beats that we that we made on the PlayStation generator or Mellow made on the PlayStation generator along with my uh, other partner Fosi and third shout out to them um cuz they was they was into producing real hard you know what I'm saying I wasn't into producing yet you know what I'm saying but they was and um <clears throat> But I was making beats on PlayStation. I had a couple of beats because my first hit, Texas Bitch, was on off of PlayStation, um, uh, the beat generator. But anyway, we uh, had to play the beats back to back, and you had to record back to back. So that means you had to know the hook, and you had to know your verse, and you couldn't fuck up because you had to start all the way from the top. You had to, We had to record the whole album all the way through. Right, right, right. So it was no stopping or nothing like that unless the break until the end of the song. And that's when you get your break and you got to get ready to come on in and do it. Say what you're going to say and keep going. Right. Okay. Okay. So we did whole albums like that at that time. <laughs> so about this time, huh? I was saying, man, I'm just sitting there amazed at what you're saying right now, bro. Like for real. Yeah. 
I mean, shit, that's just that's just how hungry niggas was at that time, you know. But understanding, like, engineering, setting up shit, setting up equipment, understanding how beats is, laying them out, structure, you know what I'm saying, having wind, you know what I'm saying, having a song really ready and prepped, you know. It was just all them type of techniques, you know, it schooled me. So by the time we made it up to Tilo, which, you know, they was going by themselves at that time. And uh, I kind of, you know, convinced Melo was like, you know, like, you need to stay out of jail. Because at this time, I, I was always in and out of jail. Like, you couldn't, like, that was, that was just the thing. You know what I'm saying? That, like, they, well, that boy Lawton, man, he, he locked up. You know what I'm saying? He done did something. Um, and, uh, by, you was hustling uh, or? I mean, yeah, I was doing it. I, I was doing it all, man. I'm like, I was, I was a jack of all trades, man. Like, just to be honest with you, man. Like, nigga, if the if the hustle, if the hustle was weak for that week, I mean, for that week, you know what I'm saying? Then shit, I'm, I'm probably shit out there, shit scavenger hunting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just real shit. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, whatever it is, I always had multiple hustles. It was, it, it was always something I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, it, it was just certain shit that I was doing that got me caught up and locked up, you know. But by this time, um, like I say, uh, Melo was going to Tilo stuff, and he was dropping when he came. He did this song called I'm Nick, Y'all Niggas Some Hoes. And, like, he was like, he like by this time, he was like, man, you need to stay out of jail. He gave me this CD. And by this time, you know, niggas ain't have computers in their house. You know, that was taboo. Even though we knew what Windows 5 was and all that. So by this time, I had Windows 98, I, I, if I ain't mistaken. or Because they were just coming out with, I, I, they just came out with that, that Millennium shit, that 2000, Windows 2000 Millennium shit bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, so, you know, with niggas, niggas were just now starting AOL and shit. <laughs> you know, you know, niggas, niggas was just now getting a Yahoo Messenger, and I, I mean, uh, you know, with Yahoo and shit like that, you know, uh, right? You know what I'm saying? So, like, he gave me this this thing called Magic Maker or Magic Beat Maker or whatever, Magic Studios and shit, and uh, we put it on 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 a, on my computer and all that, and he was like, "Man, here, stay out of trouble, man." Next thing you know, man, that shit kept me in the house. And then I was like, nah, I need to get out there to Tilo. So about this oh. time, um, we get out there to Tilo. Finally, I finally get to introduce me to Tilo. And Tilo grabbed me, pulled me to the side. You know, he was doing this track called Y'all Niggas Some Hoes for Mellow. When I say the quality was industry, the beat was everything. At that time, we were like ahead of our time. And I was like, Mellow, you know, was trying to finish the second verse, but he didn't have nothing. You know what I'm saying? So right. I had I had a verse I had I already had wrote, you know what I'm saying? And uh yeah. then it was like, you know, he I came and I spit it. He was like, Tilo was like, well now nah, let's go go to the car and shape it up. So we went to the car, played the song, I went and shaped it up, came back in, and I hit that hoe. And that nigga, when I I'm telling you, by the time I got through rapping my verse, that nigga jumped up out of his engineer seat like, who is this nigga? Where you get this nigga from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like that. Yeah, it was like that type shit. And uh, next thing you know, he pulled me to the side. And nigga, it wasn't even. It was like fuck music. Wow. He pulled me to the side, and he he pulled me to the side like real nigga shit. He was like, nigga, you spit, nigga. He was like, nigga. He started telling me the business. He started telling me how to do it with my ISRC codes at that time. 
He started oh, telling my- me how to do. Yeah, he started telling me about how to do my barcode. Yeah, he started. That's how I got. You know, that's how I got the game real early. You know what I'm saying? He started. Tell, he started lacing me. He started lacing my boots. He was like, he seen I was hungry. You know what I'm saying? He seen it. That nigga gave me my first Pro Tools, Pro Tools Six. Wow, Pro Tools Six, man. So you been, so you been messing with Pro Tools? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. you been, been on, on the engineering tip way back then. Well, yeah. Okay. So after this, you know, Tilo was doing his thing. He had, like I say, he had uptight and everything. He, then I came through, like I said, we had the beat generation from PlayStation, you know what I'm saying? And then this is before, you know, Fruit Loops, Fruit Loops 1, Fruit Loops 2 probably was out then, you know what I'm saying? Because they, they were just now coming out with MIDI programs that, like, that dub, that dub something. That, that was the really thing. It was really before Fruit Loops, really. It was really before that dub shit, like a dub turbo or some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I end up, you know... Um, getting that shit together, Tilo was uh doing the other artists, so he he couldn't fuck with us like that. I ended up doing my last track over there, which was Texas Bitch off the PlayStation Generator, and then we were just like, fuck this. I was just like, fuck this shit. You know, I was hustling, so you know, I was like, fuck this nigga. I, I went and got bought a computer. You know what I'm saying? I went like nigga. I started shopping for studio equipment. You know what I'm saying? You know, looking for studio shit. You know, and uh, right. so by the time I bought this computer. You know what I'm saying? All the thing, you know, I hooked the internet up to that motherfucker. You know, that shit was slow as hell. But it was the it was the shit back then. You know, you had Napstar, all that shit. And, uh, you know, you barely had any shit like you had today. But, nigga, I tell you, I downloaded Fruit Loops, nigga, for the first time. And um, my niggas, my niggas, my niggas was making beats on Fruit Loops. That's how I found out about it. My nigga Fosey and my nigga Third, they was making boots. So when we... When we couldn't go to uh, Tilo house, we'll go to third house. Right. So so by the time we get over there, them niggas was making beats. You know, and them niggas was over there jamming. So we was like, you know, they them niggas was already making beats on little box, them little box, uh, them bosses, uh, beat kit, beat thing, you know, drum machine, them bosses, little thing they used to have and all that shit. They used to have all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So... We call with our boom. We going over there. We lacing tracks. Then we making albums. Me and Melo, when we, as soon as we drop a song, we putting that shit together, orchestrating the album. We getting on the block. I go to my house. I make an album cover for it. And we get on the block. We start singing CDs. That was our job for the day. I walk around everywhere, all around the city. That's how niggas knew me. I was everywhere with a backpack, nigga, full of CDs and whatever else you need. You know what I'm saying? And that just, huh? <laughs> That's how that's how everybody know you in the city because you was moving around like that. Wow, at a young age, that's you. You had that grind then. Yeah, I was moving around because they because because you got to realize Deep Ellum was open for us. You know what I'm saying? Deep Ellum was. I mean, like I say, it was our mecca. You know what I'm saying? Like you go down beach, you had Nairobi, you had Tomcat. You know what I'm saying? You had uh, damn for the uh, people people who don't know what Deep Ellum. I don't know like what what D Bellum is. It's downtown. Uh, that's, that's downtown. That's free. That's Freeman Town. That's downtown Dallas. You know what I'm saying? M Street. You know what I'm saying? Home home of the uh of the black folks. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or so called black folks. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, you know that's that's where we used to get our thing on, and we used to get noticed like that. When in context, DJ Drop was a DJ. You know what I'm saying? You had. 
you had a lot more other DJs out there too. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to uh, say no name, but R.I.P. DJ Ushay and everything like that. But uh, uh, anyway, um, that's what we did. But them niggas was making bad beats. So by the time I get the fruit loose, this shit was techno shit. Yeah, all this shit was techno shit. They didn't have shit for hip hop. So it was like learning BSTs. BSTs was was a thing back then, and and. and you know, DSPs and all that stuff. So we started learning all that stuff, man. And about that time, you know, my boy YK, he the one who really took me by storm or really making production. He was like, man, you, if you're going to do this, you're going to need beats. You're going to need da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Because we were recording our ass off. Mello was making a lot of bounce beats and stuff like that. And I was really, at that time, we were finding our sound. Mello was doing his own thing. He really didn't. He, he was a hustler, but he wasn't a hustler like me. He was a di- we were different type of hustlers. You know what I'm saying? He was a ladies' man. You know what I'm saying? He, he loved to fuck with some hoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong, me too, but, like, I was, I was by my bread, though. Right, right. So, about this time, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I'm out there doing my thing with my cousin KD, and um, I end up, I'm telling KD, like, man, come invest in me, because my cousin KD, that's who I looked up to, because at, at the time, he was the main That's nigga. Yeah, he was the main nigga doing it in the city that I was growing up really off of. You know what I'm saying? Because they had a group called Pharmacy. Right, okay. And see, Pharmacy, all them boys, it was Texas T, you know what I'm saying? The ghetto Eskimo, you know what I'm saying? Um, Cousin KD, and uh, they used to rap with the uh, the legendary uh, uh, record label, Grass, I mean, uh, yeah, Grass House from Dallas. House with Clout and Corey, you know what I'm saying? And them, that was it was Grass House, and that's what Chiefa and all them boys come from underneath, right? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they had music, and KD was like, he was the shit. He had, and he just left. You know, they just brought, and he started another group and started his own record label called Big Shots, where he started his homeboy from Louisiana, uh, Sleep. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and they shit was hot. I'm talking about the album cover was hot. They single was hot. Everything was just hot. And I was just like, you know, well, my cousin, you know, to me, I, you know, he was like a star. So it was just like, you know, he was always moving. But we always fucked with each other, though. But, you know, I was always telling him, you know, man, I need the studio. You know what I'm saying? He was already in the studio with Yabros and people, you know what I'm saying? Doing shit, you know what I'm saying, with Star Child and all of them, you know what I'm saying? Running around with Gator, Spider-Man, you know, you know, Simo, you know, Diamond D. You know, you had uh, goddamn froze only. It was so many, man, and uh, it was just like it was an epidemic going on in Dallas, man. It was early. It was this was like the end of '99, early 2000, man. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Shit was just you know 2000, 2001. You know what I'm saying? Coming around the bend. You know, it it was everything was getting hot. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was that time for the city at the time. So um um. I started telling KD I want the studio. Studio, I, I always had the studio magazine, Sweetwater, and stuff like that, musician friends, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I was just started looking at studio equipment. Started, I was just so fascinated, man. And uh, one day, uh, like I said, I was messing with YK. You know what I'm saying? I met him, you know what I'm saying? And uh, YK, he showed me something i never seen before. You know what I'm saying? He, he showed me how to sample with acid, dropped acid, Drop the track he sampled with acid and put it in Fruit Loops and then throw some drums and add 
add piano chords, more piano chords on top of what he sampled and everything. And I was just like, yeah, that's that 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 right there. I I didn't even um. You said acid that that acid program. Yeah, acid. I'm talking about acid back in the day when that bitch was brown and yellow. Okay. Okay. I'm wow. talking about where you have to hit the tap button thing and you hear the tick-tock, tick-tock on that motherfucker and you got to, you know what I'm saying, you got to record that bitch in and you got to stretch it and do, you do your time. You got to uh, you gotta beat map that bitch. Right, okay. Yeah, and that's yeah. what and he taught me. He taught me how to, he taught me how to sample like that. Gotcha. And then that's, that's when it opened up another whole world of shit. You know, and then he taught me how to play chords. You know what I'm saying? At that time, then he ended up going to the penitentiary, and I was stuck. Melo was gone, and you know what I'm saying? I had the little bullshit-ass studio, so I was like, fuck it. I printed up flies, and I started, uh, I just started becoming a businessman. I said, I ain't just finna just stop, you know, I can't record myself like that. My sound ain't all the way like how I want it, want it. I say, shit, niggas looking out for me. So I just started making flies and stuff and started Boom, boom in my mama house and started charging niggas for studio time at my mama house. And I started grabbing right. up, you know what I'm saying, little people like Lil Dick and, uh, you know, Jump Out Boys, you know what I'm saying. I started, you know, grabbing up people like Pinky, Lady Star, um, Queen. You know, I just started grabbing up a lot of people. And about this time, um, I was really taking that shit seriously. So I started investing more into my studio shit and KD seen it. And that's when me and KD started doing his first album. I mean, his second solo. I mean, yeah, his first solo album. My bad. Yeah, we started doing KD's uh, KD first solo album and shit. Uh, and I was like, was, huh? Was that before you, before before the studio um, over there, over in Irvin or? This was before this, this before I got the studio on Irvin. This is right when I was finna get the studio on Irvin. My cousin from Cali, De Nero, R.I.P., you know what I'm saying, De Nero, you know what I'm saying, uh, he come down, you know what I'm saying, from Cali, he he spread some of that Cali game on me, and shit, money started flowing in the nigga pocket even harder, you know what I'm saying, and uh, my boy, R.I.P., King Ace, you know what I'm saying, S.A. Partner, you know right. what I'm saying, he was, you know, he was part of the cartel and shit, doing some big shit. I was recording this shit. I, you know, I, I had him come to my mama house recording this shit, and then he threw us our first concert, paid out his pocket cash, made our money at the door, put that shit visual like, you know what I'm saying? That same night, my partner ended up, he ended up passed. They ended up getting shot in the head. Yeah. And like, I, I was just like, I'm all in. I just took everything, all my money, and I, and I started looking for a building, and uh, I got me a building. I started shaping the studio. I built that bitch from my hand scratch. I mean, we put the booth in there, the glass, everything. And from there, I never looked back. That's when I met you. That's when that's when I started. I had so much clientele, man. My clientele was so long, man. It was like yeah, I, I had to sleep in the studio. Yeah, it it was it was crazy. Like when I when I first when I first met you, and I man, I, man, what was that dude name, man? Because I, I I I really really man, I really really thank Peanut. You. Peanut, man. I really, really thank Peanut, man, because I wouldn't have never, I wouldn't have never met you, man. Cause when I when I came when I came to Dallas, I didn't I didn't um I didn't have no resources, man. I didn't know nobody. I didn't, you know, know I, I needed a studio to record in and stuff like that. And like I say, um, 
man, I was working at Walmart then, man. My my first little job and stuff when I came home and, and uh I met him and um he introduced me to you. And when I met you, right. I just seen how like you had so much clientele coming through there. Like every hour, it's like, I mean, I don't know if the sessions were like two hour sessions or whatever it was or whatever, but it's like somebody was immediately right after that all day. And you actually recorded yeah. all of these people and mixed all of these people stuff down. And that's how you, you, and I, you didn't have a job. I mean, that's, that's just what you, I don't think I've ever known you to have a job like you, and you were young when I met you, bro. Like, and you were financially taking care of your family with this studio. Yeah, that's what I did on a day to day basis. Was studio. They, I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing else. No way. I had to my, like I say, my clientele, like niggas, niggas was looking block sessions. Man, I'm talking about five hours. You know what I'm saying? So I got a whole group in there for five hours and I got a whole nother group coming for another five hours and I got another group coming in there for two hours, three hours and I got another group. They don't even know how many hours they get. They just going by the hour. Wow. So, and I was charging then. Like back then, you know, I was charging niggas, you know what I'm saying? But like, they was getting quality. I wasn't even using Pro Tools then. I was using uh, uh, in the win- uh, in the window. Right, yeah, you introduced me to that program because I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. But I mean, you had the, the quality that was coming out of there from that software, man, was just, it was unreal. When I first came there and I heard some of the stuff that you were you were doing and, and, and the, the quality and the recording and the engineering ship, I was just blown away. I was like, yo, this, this dude is dope. Yeah, man, you had, you turn, you, uh, when you came along about this time, because like I said, we was over there, uh, Messing around with my boy D one. Shout out to D one. You know, he was he was uh signed up for school uh for Dallas Sound Lab. And back then Dallas Sound Lab what, what they did with their students, like they let a student bring another person with them to class, you know what I'm saying? Right. And um for certain projects and stuff like that, or you know, I'll let them come through recording, have recording time, you know what I'm saying? And Man, we used to go up there to that sound lab, man. We used to, I used to learn about all the VST, all the newest keyboards. Then this is before VST became big like they are now. These are where, you know, it, it, it was very rare VSTs coming out. You know what I'm saying? I don't, Contact, Contact only had the FM8 player and, you know, it's like probably Absent and the B4 organ and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, so it was like, at that time, you know, uh, we was we were collecting like we had all the sounds back then, you know. And uh, D one, he was just like, you know, took me up and in the wing and wanted to introduce me to that school shit. And I, that's how I started learning how to, you know, hook up compressors and stuff. And then from there, I met you, and uh, y'all was when you was coming up there to that studio, man. Y'all were bringing that board, y'all bringing that keyboard. I was like, oh, them bringing them Triton back, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, shit, you know, niggas making beats on the computer. But that Triton, I was like, man, I can learn this motherfucker shit. You know what I'm saying? I like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? And it was just already in me. So when I did it, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, I, I took it home. You were like, yeah, you can take that bitch home. I said, I went home, called you up, say, say, nigga, listen to what I did. And it was just like, I could, and it was just every day from there, it was just shit. And you didn't think about it. Just perfecting whatever I did. 
you didn't know anything about a board then. And it was just crazy because, you know, I just felt comfortable when I met you, man. It just was like a family vibe. Like I just felt that brotherhood ship with you, man. And it was just, it was crazy, man. And I just, your passion and your drive for what you was doing, it just was unbelievable because you, you were so young, bro. And it's like, you had your own business and I was intrigued by that. You know what I'm saying? Everything that you were doing, you 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 were intrigued. I just was intrigued by it. So I was I was compelled to to leave you the board because I, I I just I seen how bad you wanted to learn it, and you called me within a few hours. And I mean, with something that you made that was just <laughs> just mind blowing, man. Yeah, man. I wish we would go back to some of them tracks. You was making tracks though, because like when you, you used to come to that studio, you sit there on that board and you just sit there and I used to watch I sit there and play with that track and then Doughboy come through. Shout out Doughboy. Shout out. He come with that NPC, but that nigga never used that motherfucker. I'm like, shit, man. I like, I'm finna use this motherfucker NPC. I'm right. finna use this goddamn board. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. He never, he fell in love with the board and kind of like stopped messing with, with, the, uh, with the NPC, you know, so he never really did learn it, but until you, you mastered it. Yeah, see, because I was already fucking with the Tritons and and Rollins, Rollins and shit like that, but I never had a chance to really sit down and really know how it actually works, play with a beat, because like uh, Rain Savage and his group, you know, they all had that in their house and in their studio, especially when they were producing, you know, Sleep and uh, Big E and all them niggas like that back in the day, and them niggas used to have them NPCs and and then nigga used to sit there with no keyboard and had piano rolls and all that type of shit on the NPC with, with drums behind it. And I was like, oh, this nigga fresh. So it was just like, I was always around people who was talented. You know what I'm saying? But nobody never actually just took me underneath their wing. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just be like, ah. You know what I'm saying? I thought T-Lo was going to do that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, T-Lo had so much going on. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember yeah. T-Lo used to have us on the phone with, with Warren G and Snoop Dogg at the same time. You know what I'm saying? While they playing, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that motherfucking Madden and shit live and shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ch- chopping it up, you know? And uh, I just, you know, it's just that I had to learn that shit myself. Everything I had to, le- I had to really just sit there and learn it. My nigga it was just like, and so when I was learning, I was, it, it, it was like, it was mandatory for me to get it. You know what I'm saying? So when, cause y'all was dropping, you know, when y'all came to the studio, y'all was dropping, it was people dropping classes, it was people dropping hits. I, I can't say classic cause it's over time, but well, I can say classes now because it's over time. And um, that shit was like phenomenal music. Like you, you was dropping music. Like I had to, every time you, you came with a beat, I had to step my beat game up. Yeah. You weren't playing with them drums. You weren't playing with them, 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 them fucking tom rolls. And them. See, a lot of people don't even use that shit no more. You know what I'm saying? The fucking, you know, snare rolls and shit like that. So it was just like, it was a whole nother aspect of uh, element of music back then too because people, you know, back then we used a lot of strings. We used a lot of toms. We used a lot of uh, percussion shit or live uh, horns and type shit. You know what I'm saying? To fill that beat out. Now right. everything, you know, Going back to that '80s, more synthesized, you know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, but you know, like I say, you know, man, we had we had good times. So, I mean, right there, that just just elevated me to know the the business more, man. And uh, about this time, I was fortunate to get with a group called Trap Stars, 
And yeah, um, wanted to talk about the trap stars, man, because those guys, uh, those guys actually uh, landed a major deal. And um, yeah, they won who brought deals to Dallas. Right, right. Can we talk about that a little bit? Trap stars. Yeah, I mean, man, that, yeah. That, uh, yeah, this time. Yeah, what J High? Uh, you got uh, J High, Pac Man, and uh, YT Young Twan. Uh, yeah, shout out, man. Much love to them, man. They doing their thing right now. I don't know too much about J High. Haven't been keeping up with them, but I know YT and Pac Man. They still in the mix. Um, um, right now. Uh, what was that song? Man, uh, huh? They. they- what was that song that they dropped? That popular song. Uh, it was called. It was called "Get It Bitch." Yeah, and yeah. After the radio, or for the radio, it's called "Get It Big." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that yeah. that just sparked a whole a whole era of dance boogie. That you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it just sparked that whole. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay, Huh? They recorded that at MLR. Yeah, we yeah we did the whole everything there. We did we from scratch. We did that. You know they uh, it was like you know Spider. Everybody was the whole you know that the whole click was in when that when that shit came about. Um, the whole B Dub T. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the whole B Dub T. You know what I'm saying? You can't leave none of them out because they were all involved in that. You know what I'm saying? T all there, but uh. Uh yeah we man we stayed nigga time and time we probably record that song probably almost thirty times man you know what I'm saying till we got it right and then that one night we we'll say man we were just sitting in the studio and I was just tightening up the last little mixes on it and then uh we dropped it you know and uh put it burnt it straight to CD because you know back then you know when nigga get through recording nigga want a CD right right so, you know we burned it to the CD. I handed to him, uh, and we took pictures that night too. It was so crazy. We took pictures all that night. You know, I still got some pictures. And uh, they went to the club. They went. I think it was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Rhythm, Rhythm City, and uh, gave it to uh, Lucky, Lucky, Lucky uh, or Smiley was there that night. And uh, shit, they broke that bitch, man. And that motherfucker, nigga, did. Numbers, nigga. That motherfucker open, nigga. That motherfucker did floodgate, nigga. When they get it, bitch came out, nigga. That bitch went everywhere overnight, nigga. And it was just like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, I, I still could, I still couldn't believe it. By this time, by the nigga, the bitch went so, the bitch went so goddamn fast, my nigga. Goddamn motherfucking Mister Rogers got his hands on it. You know what I'm saying? And he polished that hole. He put some more uh, stronger drums on top of it. You know what I'm saying? And and laced that hole. You know what I'm saying? Add a little drop in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? And nigga, that nigga once Mr. Uh, Rogers co-signed that hole, nigga, it was it was a wrap from there. It was over with. It was over. It, it was everywhere, man. It was on every radio station, man. I'm talking about. It was and then and then when they dropped the video, I mean that it was to the moon at that point. Yeah, it was to the moon, and it, and it, and it, we haven't had nothing like that since you know, since Mister Pookie and Lucci uh, dropped, you know what I'm saying? Uh, goddamn Crook for Life and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, cause they was everywhere with that, you know. But it's crazy though. It's crazy that you mix 
with all of that too. You you had something. You you had uh you played a part in 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 uh what was that other group, man? Um, uh, GS Boys. Yeah, Stanky Leg, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But see, I didn't get to see the thing was by the time get a bitch sparked off. I ended up going to the penitentiary. Got you. Mm-hmm. That whole little, that whole little wave, the beginning mm-hmm. wave. Yeah, that whole little beginning phase, that whole little wave, and everything like that. I ended up going to the penitentiary. And, you know what I'm saying? You know, everybody was out there at the time moving real fast. So you know, um, you know what I'm saying. So things was. Things had a nigga jammed up, but I was hearing about the success, you know, reading niggas in magazines, you know what I'm saying, about this, you know, nigga, the Ozone was popping, the Ozone magazine was popping, man, Yeah, you know what I'm saying, so, you know, nigga was getting that down south, you know, um, well, I was east, I was my bad, I was uh, uh, east, you know what I'm saying, and uh, nigga was getting that shit, you know, and then shit, seeing the major accomplishment, you know, and then, like, at that time, you know, like I say, when you get behind the walls, a lot of shit changed. Man, you start seeing a lot of people die. You know, uh, by the time you get out, shit, the city don't look like it look. You know, you still remember shit, but the shit done changed. So uh, I get up out of that, and I uh, it didn't stop me. I was like, I was in there reading books, learning, just educating myself, music books, had my mama send me stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I had my mind prepared, but by the time that, by the, I got out this time, uh, shout out to my boy Izzy Real. You know, I had you know I had some bread left over. I went and got me a spot. I mean, I built that bitch up from scratch. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I had a little corner in the big spot, huh? Huh? This spot was this one because I think I'd have, I'd have been to every studio except the last two. Yeah, this was the one when I had off of uh, uh, Riga Road. Okay, it was a little smaller, huh? Like. Yeah, this was a little corner, but then I had moved out that corner into the same building to a bigger space. And uh, by this time, shit, shit just started jumping, man. I'm talking about motherfuckers were just coming in all over, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Cottonmouth, you know what I'm saying? You know, my boy Looney, Looney Mofo, my Kenfo Freddy High Sauce, you know what I'm saying? The boy Natural, uh, goddamn me, uh, Fat Beezy, goddamn me, uh, God, man, the list is long, Young Black, goddamn me, uh, GS Boys, um, goddamn me, uh, man, I can keep going, it was so, it was so many, the list is long, though, man, it was like, it, it, the list was real, real long, I mean, Gator Man, I mean, even shout out Gator Man, you know what I'm saying, he done blessed, he done blessed the mic about two or three times, you know what I'm saying, my boy Thule, A.O., you know, it was just like it was just a lot of lot of you know, stars. You know what I'm saying from Dallas that you know blessed you know blessed the uh, blessed them. I done blessed that game. I done helped them with stuff. You know what I'm saying. I done shared game. You know, I done helped them critique a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying. Uh, especially when you know, like a lot of people don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't never shit on the next man. You know what I'm saying. But it's just like it's just real life shit. A lot of people don't know. People think you know because niggas have hit records or niggas traveling around the world that these niggas are on or these niggas rich, you know, and it'd be like, you know, sometimes, you know, these niggas be needing help, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Some need, you know, some, some. 
some help, and that's just what that's just what it was. I was just there to help them for whatever they needed at that time. If they even even if they didn't need it or if they were scheming, whatever the case may be. Let me ask you this: Do you feel like you feel like with 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 everything that you have done to to push the culture forward? Do you feel do you feel like um, homage is being paid to you? I mean, I'm not too much worried about the homage being paid to me. I mean, I mean, because a lot of them reach back to me. They, you know, every time I show up, you know, they, hey, what's up, Lawton? You know, uh, or whatever the case may be. I mean, I'm not really looking for nothing on no hand. I don't really feel like too many people owe me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, if, if it's something that I need and it's then I owe myself, I need to get it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, um, but Dallas is that place like that though. They don't, you know, it's a lot of it's 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 a lot of people out here that that pioneers, man, that don't get a lot of respect, like Nemesis, you know what I'm saying, Buddha Clan, you know, like uh, Oak Cliff Assassin, you know, like Big E, you know what I'm saying, uh, Big E on the um, beach, you know, like Keith on the track, uh, goddamn me, uh, AO, you know what I'm saying, Pharmacy, Young Hustler, Rilo, you know what I'm saying, it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of pioneers out here, man. You know what I'm saying? You got John Doe. You got that nigga. Uh, I can't even get up out here without saying Bowleg, and I can't get up out here with saying Paul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, and Lil Ross. You know, and Quint, uh, Quint Fox. You know what I'm saying? You like, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. Quint Black. Nigga, low, you got low. You got low. Quint Black, low Deezy. You know what I'm saying? You like. I mean, goddamn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got OG Cottonmouth, you got Big Ben, you got Twisted Black, you know what I'm saying? You got Immortal Soldiers, you got Looney Mofo, Is It Real, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, goddamn. Yeah. You got No Shame. A lot of people don't even know No Shame. No Shame made a lot of hits back then, you know what I'm saying? When uh Dallas was popping with the jug music and then popping pills with, when, um, when Young Black and them was out, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, shit. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of boys out here in that pop guy. Then the female, and then the thing is too, we don't shed the light on the female, man. You know, you like I say, the female shit out here is just as thick, man. You 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 got like Indigo, you got uh Tiffany Diamond, you got you know what I'm saying, uh lyrical, you know, uh yeah, you got lyrical, man. You got goddamn me, uh, motherfucking me, uh Shauna Gold, you got. Man, you you got uh, Yola Franklin, man. You got uh, Lady Savage. You got Unique. You know what I'm saying? You got uh, man. It's so and man, they're gonna be mad. Okay, you got Miss G. You got uh, you got K Breezy. You got man. It's man, man, many females gonna be mad, man. If I can't say all their name, but it's so many of them that really go hard and really about their business out here. You know what I'm saying? Pushing they uh push their music, even the old ones that were, you know, back in the days that was doing certain shit, but it's like, you know, hey, you know, we got everybody, it's a lot of people that need they just do, man. But I don't I don't feel like nobody owed me that. Right, right. I feel you on that. I feel you on that, man. Man, I just wish we had I just wish we had more more time, man. Cause it's just I could just talk to you forever. It's so much knowledge and it's so much that you have done. You know what I'm saying? Like even, even with my career, 
you know, you have helped me in so many ways, man. I'm just so grateful to to have a, a brother and, and 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 a friend like you, man. Like you really educated me on on so much stuff, especially the business side of this of this industry, man. You know, I, I you know if I need I need you, you're always available for me. You know what I mean? And I just I really I really I really thank you for that, man. You always accessible to me all the time. It don't matter what time I call you or whatever. If I don't get you, you're gonna call me back immediately, man. I just I value that, my brother. And I just I really appreciate that, man. Oh man, it ain't nothing, man. I appreciate you having me on here, man. You know, we turned up, you know, I'm lit over here. To to any to to any if you could if you could give some advice, man, before we run out of time, can you if you could give any advice to to the new artists out there, man? What I mean, what 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 would you what would you tell them, man? I would tell them don't um don't do know what you do. You know what I'm saying? Read, study understand you know what i'm saying what you're doing before you just do it you know what i'm saying it's just like don't just jump in something because you just think that's the thing to do or if it's cool or you know this this is that you know what i'm saying weigh, weigh your options you know what i'm saying i always weigh your options man you know what i'm saying right and then i always make the best decision for yourself that's all i can tell you you know what i'm saying and, and stay motivated you know what i'm saying keep going you know what i'm saying don't let nothing stop you but just no knowledge, knowledge, and without knowledge, man, you can't really, you can't move. Knowledge is is the money, man. Word, word. Fat, I love you, my brother, man. I really, really appreciate it, man. You definitely gonna have to come back on the vibe show, man, and and bless us with some more game, man. We gonna we gonna definitely have to do it again because I, I I we haven't even gotten to all of the the great things that you have going on, man. All of the all of the the things that's about to pop off and that's popping right now and that's jumping. I mean, we got so much more to talk about, man. Yeah, man. We got, yeah, man. We got a lyrical video for Get Ready to Drop Boss, uh, working on a movie out here, a Dallas movie out here. You know what I'm saying? And next time we'll, get, we'll talk about, you know what I'm saying, the, uh, the Sony deal we had and shit and yeah, how they played. I did. I did. All right, that's a bit. Well, man, I really, really uh, appreciate you blessing us, man, on this show. You got to come back and do the show again, my brother. Oh, I'll be back. I'll be back. Man, we definitely go. Uh, hey, you want to um, uh, give us, give, give, give the listeners, man, your social platforms and stuff like that in ways that they can get in touch with you. Man, y'all can hit me at Mr. Lawton on Instagram. Also hit me at Mediamatic Films with a Z. You know what I'm saying? You can also find me at Mr. Lawton uh, TV on YouTube. Check out that lit podcast. You know what I'm saying? And you know how I do it. Stay cliff. Keep it cliff, baby. All day long, man. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don and Mr. Lawton. We out. Hey.